I want to talk about awareness, the awareness factor. And I relate, last night, uh, Rusty, whatever his last name is, Rusty Joyner, he was taller than I expected. It's really, if you haven't watched Voiceless, has anybody seen Voiceless? It's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. We need to do it here. Well, we're going to have to get a better projector if we're going to do it here. Yeah. Which, you know, we can make that need known. I'm making the need known. (laughs) Rusty goes, he goes, that's not the color it usually is. (laughs) And I said, whoop, it may be time. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps. We'll discuss that in an elders meeting. But anyway... Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> yeah, I have some ideas about that, too. Um, I can spend money, y'all. Uh, actually, I've saved, we've saved a lot of money. You know, we built this place. Our own blood, sweat, and tears. Not too many tears. but maybe a few tears. You know, people that hit their thumb with a hammer and stuff like that. <laughs> there are a few tears. But it's like the Lord has really blessed us with a facility where we can serve in so many ways the kingdom of God and his purposes. You know, and I just, I don't want to keep on keeping it in good shape. And it's like 04 we started. Dang. You know, I think we actually met in here in 05. Oh, boy. Yeah, because there was a wedding. Andrew and Monica got married. And we had partitions down through here. And remember the Sunday schools and the things that y'all used to have and these little makeshift things that were here. And we were working on that part. And I mean, as soon as we got a bathrooms going over here, we moved in and it was just metal chairs and bare floor. And who remembers the overhead projector? The Kathy also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. During the building, there are scriptures written on behind these walls. Lie scriptures. Prophetic scriptures, words. Hallelujah. So as we're talking about the whole fasting thing and not the building part, but the building that he's building that he calls the church. This morning, I want to go kind of. Through the back door. I want to come in kind of backwards because Rusty, getting back to Rusty, he read a scripture um, out of Isaiah. And I want to read that. And it talks about a fast. And many of you know this scripture well. Some of you have never heard it. I want to kind of come in through the back door a little, a different slant from it. Because as I was sitting there listening last night to that, I was thinking, Man, that's all about, that's all about serving. That's all about setting captives free. That's all about repairing the breach, right? It's, it's, it's good. And that's what God has called us to do as believers. When fasting, whatever, whatever you're fasting, I mean, I'm, I'm leaving that wide open. I'm leaving it wide open. Open. Many of you have been fasting personally already. And 
I believe that we will call a, a concerted fellowship-wide, community-wide, if you will, fast together. And then you've heard me mention it, but I, I want us to be really ready to do this. And it's not just something we're just doing because, well, that's something we do every year at the first of the year. But I believe this is a call fast of God for us at a particular time in his timetable. So whatever you're fasting, I believe that awareness is heightened. Just think about that. Awareness, just awareness of something other than our own desires, our own even needs, perhaps our own wants, our, you know, our own habits. You know, it kind of causes us to break out of the norm and focus on the Lord. So we have then an awareness of God himself. Because we're thinking about him more. We're purposely, every time our stomach growls, you know, it causes you to think about the Lord, you know. Or whatever it is that you're fasting. When you want to watch that thing that you're fasting. Or you want to, right? You want to say that thing that you're fasting. You can fast sarcasm. I would highly recommend that. Um, There's an awareness of God himself. An awareness of others around us. It is amazing how fasting will heighten your awareness of people other than yourself. It's a denial, in a sense. But it's just neat that God uses that. And it's it's especially helpful, purposeful, in heightening our awareness of others and ourself. Others, their needs, their hurts. It's almost like God gives you insight into it. It's like gifts of the Holy Spirit. Discernment, you know? And you're paying attention. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Faith, right? And then there's awareness of our call. Awareness of our ability to serve Father's eternal purposes in this time. In such a time as this. In this earth. Wherever you have influence. So those three things, an awareness of God, awareness of others, their needs, their hurts, and even rejoicing. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, right? And then an awareness, a keen awareness that we are called. We are called and we are equipped. We are empowered. And we are led to do the things that he's called us to do. Now, I want to read in Luke four sixteen. Through 21, where Jesus is reading from Isaiah, and listen to this. He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. The book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. It was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because 
He anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. Wow. And recovery of sight to the blind. To set free those who are oppressed. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Wow. So that's what he's all about. That's what he came to do. And then he closed the book, gave it to the attendant, back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all of the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Listen to the results of a God-ordained fast. Now, if Jesus was called to do this, listen to the parallels that are in this passage. Isaiah 58, 5 through 14. This is in the message, so it's going to sound a little different. Do you think this is the kind of fast day I'm after? A day to show off humility? How do you do that? A day to show off humility? To put on a pious, long face? And parade around solemnly in black? Do you call that fasting? A fast day that I, God, would like? This is the kind of fast day I'm after. Watch this. To break the chains of injustice. Get rid of exploitation in the workplace. Free the oppressed. Cancel debts. What I'm interested in, God's been interested in this a long time, hasn't he? And then Jesus says, I'm fulfilling this right here in your hearing. Not this exactly, but this is a kind of estimator. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry. We're talking about fasting. And we're talking about fasting to hear what the call of the Lord is. On us individually and us corporately. I think he's already told us. I think he wants to hear us to hear more specifically how that fits into the overall picture of what he does and has done and will continue to do. Because that's who he is. So, sharing your food with the hungry and fighting the homeless the poor, into your homes. Wow. Putting clothes on the shivering, ill-clad. Being available to your own families. Wow. I'm gonna, I, I've just got to read that again. I want this to really soak in. Just the connection. This is the kind of fast day I'm after. To break the chains of injustice. Get rid of exploitation in the workplace. Free the oppressed. Cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is this. Sharing your food with the hungry. Inviting the homeless poor into your homes. And he's getting personal here. He's really calling for some serious commitment. He's calling for the church to express his heart. 
to the poor, to the hungry, to the homeless, to the disenfranchised, to the unchurched, to the dechurched, <laughs> to the Christ curious. Sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families. Do this and the lights will turn on. Oh, oh, so then reap. You get it? Do this and the lights will turn on. Your lives will turn around at once. Most of us want our lives to turn around and then we'll do something for God, right? <laughs> no. God has done it. And it's time for us to receive it and then take action. And there is result. It doesn't earn you brownie points with God. But he said, what you sow, you reap. Are you with me? Oh, John, you're getting back into performance-based acceptance. No, I'm not. Not at all. Our acceptance is through Jesus and Jesus alone. But there are behaviors that exhibit God's heart where he just pours out. He pours out. You know the seed to the sower? He gives seed to the sower. He doesn't give seed and then the person becomes a sower. He's already a sower. And God says, oh, you're running out. Here's some more. Right? Are you with me? This is exciting to me. I mean, it's alive. It's church alive. It's not just dead church where we come and we sit around. You know? I kind of like sitting around. <laughs> Get it? Around? Yeah. Anyway. Do this and the lights will turn on. Your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. And where does our righteousness come from? Amen. The God of glory will secure your passage. Isn't that good? Oh, my goodness. Then he's talking about fasting. He's all calling him fast here. Make the connection. Make the connection. Then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am. A full life in the emptiest places. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins. Oh, gosh, if you could pull up Heather Land's prayer chain, I would love it. <clears throat> if you are generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves, you know, our tendency is like, well, if they just get a stinking job. And there's some truth to that. But you know what? There may be something in their person that is so broken down and so destroyed, so hurt. Maybe they don't even have a knowledge or an understanding of how it all works. But Jesus wants to change that. And he wants to use you and me in real people's lives to make that possible. Are you with me? He's chosen us to be his ambassadors. I don't know why in the world, but he did, and he has, and he continues to. 
If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins. If you are generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out. Your lies will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lies will be bathed in sunlight. Do we have it backwards sometimes? Let's flip flop that thing. Let's understand the blessing and the encouragement, the self-worth, the the. the The rest, the the calm that comes when we serve. And that's one reason, I tell you what, this means a whole lot to me. I mean, you know. But it says that, that you guys understand. And I want anybody in this room, under the sound of my voice, to get that. Because you will be blessed. The lights will Turn on. Don't wait for the lights to turn on. Go and give yourselves your life, just like Jesus did. And you will see what happens. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Amen. God bless you, little ones. I love it. You just keep them right there. Unless it bothers you, but it doesn't bother me. It blesses me. You know, the Lord in Genesis said for us to uh, be fruitful and multiply. To fill the earth and subdue it. And I told my children that they didn't have to have the whole burden on their shoulders. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> if you are generous, your shadowed lies will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. Man, this is Isaiah. I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life. In the emptiest of places. Isn't that awesome? So you do this. And this is what I promise you. This is what I promise you. It's not because you've earned something. It's because you're living the life that is life itself. You're living the abundant life. You're living the life that I designed for you to live. And therefore, you're fulfilled. Amen? Oh, this, I hope this is a huge blessing to you all. I will always show you where to go. I will give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Firm muscles. Strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden. A gurgling spring that never runs dry. We love to read this, but we forget to do the first part. Amen? We forget to do the first part. You know, quit gospel. You know, fast with a smile on your face. Amen? You watch. And he's promising, man. He's laying out some promises here. I love it. A well-watered garden. A gurgling spring that never runs dry. What do you tell the woman at the well? Rivers of living water. If you drink of this well. Everybody everybody good? Okay. Need to stand up and stretch? We're good. Okay. You use the old rubble of past lives to build a new. Wow. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. Hallelujah. You'll be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old ruins. Rebuild and renovate. Make the community livable again. Ah. This is inspiring to me. I want y'all to go home and read this. You know, 
maybe every day for a couple of weeks. You know, and just say, this is it. This is it. Read it in different translations, different paraphrases, different versions. I promise you the Holy Spirit will not choke. And so he'll make the words on the page come alive to you. That's the miracle of our God. Okay, that was just a little aside. If you watch your step on the Sabbath, which every day is Sabbath for us, because Jesus is our Sabbath. But put that in that context. Put that in a new covenant context and watch it. If you watch your step on the Sabbath and watch this, don't use my holy day for personal advantage. That is every day of your life in Jesus. Are you with me? It's not about us. It's not when we go home from church on Sunday. It's like, okay, now I'm back to my normal, regular, secular, which means godless, life. No. You are always in the life of God. And the life of God is always in you. Amen? And so every day is holy. (laughs) Every day is Sabbath rest because you're resting in His abilities. You're resting in His direction. You're resting in His power. You're resting in His vision. You're resting in His purpose, which is ultimately our purpose as born-again believers. (laughs) And I like, back at verse 11, I'll always show you where to go. It's like, I'm going to tell you where to go. (laughs) It's like, it's not like that. It's like the good where to go. If you watch your stuff on the Sabbath, then don't use the holy day for personal advantage. If you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration, if you honor it by refusing business as usual, making money, running here and there, are you getting the feel of it? You getting the feel of it? Jesus said it this way. Behold the birds of the air, right? How about the lilies of the field? Who are we that can add one quarter inch? I'm actually shrinking. It used to be five, nine and a half, nine, five, nine. What's up? We can't. But he will if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Everything else is added. You see it here? You see it right here. It's right here. Then you'll be free to enjoy God. Wow, that's what I'm talking about. We have church all the time. Then you'll be free to enjoy God. Oh, I'll make you ride high and soar above it all. I'll make you feast on the inheritance of your ancestor, Jacob. Yes, God says so. You mean that's the Old Testament? Yeah. He fulfilled everything in Jesus Christ. All God's promises are what? Let me hear it again. All God's promises are? In whom? Yes. Yes. And only in Christ Jesus. I am amazed at the keen awareness of the needs of others and the call and ability to meet those needs. And along with that comes great blessing. 
God has called, commissioned, and empowered us to do this. In John 14, 11 through 17, this is in today's English version. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. They say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. If not, believe because of the things I do. I am telling you the truth. Whoever believes in me will do what I do. And we read what he does, didn't we? Yes, he will do even greater things. Because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask for in my name, in my nature, in my character, in my calling. Are you with me? In his name, this doesn't mean you say, Jesus. You know, because Jesus, I said it. Oh, it's powerful. Okay, okay. Don't, 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 you know me better than that. The name of Jesus, what we saying about it. Hello? But there's more than just Jesus. Because, you know, other languages use different. Some people say Yeshua HaMashiach. Some people say Jesus. Some people say, you know, a lot of different things. But it really doesn't matter. As long as you're talking about the only begotten Son of God. Amen? Who takes away the sin of the world. Right? Are you with me? All right, let's, let's not get hung up on things like that. Let's, let's, let's go for the, the meat of the, of the gospel, which is love. It, 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 it's just love. It's just showing love. Real love. Unselfish. 1 Corinthians 13. I'm telling you the truth. Whoever believes will do greater things. I will do whatever you ask for in my name. And we have just read about what his name declares. What he said he fulfilled out of Isaiah. What Isaiah reported that God says for us to do when we fast and when we serve him. And that is in his name. So that the Father's glory will be shown through the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. It's just the way it is. If you love Jesus and he is in you, then his commandments are fulfilled in you. What he's called us to do is in your nature now. If you don't know him, you won't do what he taught. Are you with me? But the new creature that is formed in you at salvation, at believing in Jesus and trusting in him, will do his commandments. Are you with me? I will ask the Father. Whoa! I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. Here's the empowerment. Here's the ability to do. We're set free at the cross. Amen. And we're empowered by his Holy Spirit. When Jesus asked the Father to come help us. He said, I'm not with him anymore, Dad. How about, of course, they already knew this. How about the Holy Spirit goes down there and helps him out? Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Because all these disciples were going, I think I'll just go fishing, you know, and be about my daily whatevers, right? And Jesus says, come back to the Sabbath rest that is found in me. He is the spirit who reveals the truth about God. And here's the power. Acts 1, 8, 
in the message. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses. You will be able to be my witnesses. Everything that we've read about what Jesus did in the earth, on the cross, and in our lives. Everything that we read about what God will do through us if we respond in our fast in the correct way. All these things, right? I'm not going to reiterate all of it. There's a lot there. But if you notice, it's all about serving. It's all about caring about other people, just like Jesus did. It's all, it's all about making those that are downtrodden feel like they're somebody. In spite of what the Jewish rulers were saying about him. Are you with me? I know you're with me. Sorry. It's my new saying. <laughs> It'll be a new one next month. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes on, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. You'll do what I do. You'll talk about me. You'll tell people the wondrous life in Christ. The freedom. Ah, the release. The peace. The Sabbath rest. All of that. And you'll do this in Jerusalem. Like right here in Franklin. All over Judea. Like all over North Carolina. And Samaria. All over the United States. And even to the ends of the world, Ron. To the ends of the world. Right here with little babies and hurting people. I could go on. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you in your life today. Father, let me... I mean, y'all, let me pray to the Father. Father, <laughs> we just love you so much. Um, your plan is, is amazing and excellent and perfect. And Lord, as, as we move into places that perhaps some of us have never been before, that we would see the light turn on, your light. That we would see ourselves doing things that we could never have imagined us doing. And sensing the fulfillment and the joy that comes with walking in your light, doing what you've called, doing what you were sent to do, and taking it up and continuing your ministry as your church. Lord, inspire us, touch us. If we need setting free in some area, Lord God, I pray that by your Spirit you would set us free to be these people, to be these people. Under your direction and empowerment. And God, I thank you that you are worthy of all praise. We love you because you first loved us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. And amen.